Hey, thanks for listening to The Highlight, a podcast about the beauty and wellness industry, hosted by myself, Juliana, aka Jules, of Deco Miami. Whenever I have conversations with other people in the beauty industry, I think, wow, I wish we could have recorded that. And that's exactly what The Highlight is. Last week, an article was published in the New York Times about the nail industry that upset quite a few people. I've been paying close attention to the responses and commentary on the article titled, Is This the End of the Manicure? And I've also been searching inwards in myself to collect my own thoughts on what COVID-19's influence has been on the nail industry. The purpose of this episode is not to review this article, but rather to acknowledge it and also acknowledge that many people within the industry have a wildly different perspective on what's happening in nails right now and what is in store in the future. So in this episode of The Highlight, I will be chatting with the infamous Julie Kay. You probably have seen her on Instagram. She is a nail tech and creative in New York City, and she actually has a global nail education program where she travels around and teaches people about nails. And Julie seems to have a really cool career in life that I want. And thank you (laughs) so much, Julie, for being here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I wanted to keep this conversation more on the casual side, so I didn't prepare a specific line of questions like I usually do. And instead, I thought we, mostly Julie, could just tell us about the nail industry from your perspective right now, especially since you're in New York. But first, if you just want to briefly summarize who you are in a little more depth and exactly what you do traveling around the world doing nail things, which again, sounds amazing. You can, you can tell us about that. Cause honestly, I want to know more too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have been doing nails for over 20 years, which is exciting because I've seen the full spectrum of the nail industry shift from I think that social media has made everything completely changed 10 years ago. So I was in the nail industry 10 years before Instagram and social media and then 10 years after. So I started in a salon in Ohio where I was a nail technician and then I went to work on a cruise ship. That's a whole different thing. But I came back to nails because nails was always my first love. But I also love travel, which we'll get to that in a little bit. So I came back to my old salon and then I knew that I wanted to do more in nails because I wanted to do nails that were tangible. Like this was before social media. So when I was doing nails, my clients would leave the salon and I would, I mean, maybe I would take a photo with a three megapixel camera and I would never see the nails again until three weeks later when they were grown out. And so I decided to get into doing nails for print because I wanted something tangible that I could hang on the wall or have something that I could touch. So then I started building a portfolio in um, LA and then I ended up moving to New York City. I actually just celebrated my 10 year anniversary on 10, 10, 20. So I moved on 10, 10, 10. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. So a little numerology is always a good thing. A 10 is such a good number. Um, and you're a New Yorker now. I am an official New Yorker. Official New Yorker. Sorry, <laughs> official New Yorker. <laughs> so I feel very special saying that. Um, but, you know, when I first moved to New York, I, oh my gosh, it was so tough. Um, I was working in a salon and just on the weekends and I was doing nails for photo shoots and whatnot during the week. 
So I've seen the salon industry in New York. I worked at one salon and then I left to become the creative director of Paintbox when we opened there in 2014. So that was a really amazing experience. I learned so much about opening a salon. So I have the experience with that. I was the consultant. Um, Paintbox was the first salon to our knowledge, but pretty sure it was the first salon that actually had a lookbook for nail art. So when you walked in, you were given a curated photo book of looks that I curated. I didn't realize that you started that. I mean, it's like, it was like a, it still is like a menu almost. Yes. Yeah. So it was actually myself and Eleanor Langston and she was a beauty editor that I met on set. And with her being a beauty editor, she understood the importance of everything being really curated, you know, because clients, it's really hard for a client to come in and go through like hundreds of photos on Instagram. Like I want this. And then what if your nail technician doesn't know how to do that particular type of nail art? I recall meeting, meeting you through, um, through Paintbox in like maybe 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. but I did not know that little tidbit. And that is so fascinating. And I feel like we need to do, I could do a whole episode with you just <laughs> talking about Paintbox and, and nail looks and that whole part of your career is probably really interesting to talk about. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time. Okay. Move along, yeah. move along. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. <laughs> so, so during, you know, I've always been an educator. My family, they're, I'm, they're full of educators. My dad was a teacher for 35 and a half years. Um, and he's very proud of that extra half of a year, by the way. <laughs> so I, it's just natural for me to, and especially after 20 years in the nail industry, it just kind of naturally happens to want to share your experiences and your education with other nail professionals. So I started at Paintbox, like teaching all of the nail professionals the way that we were going to do the manicure there, which I still created. That was my, that's the way that I still do the manicure is how they do it there in studio. Um, I taught them how to do the looks. I taught them, I taught them everything. And then, so as I was traveling a few years ago, I stopped into the spa to get a facial and I was waiting for my friend to come out and I struck up a conversation with the, the spa manager and he said, my technicians hate doing nails. I said, what are you talking about? (laughs) And I said, I can fix that. So we were in the Maldives in the middle of nowhere. And I said, let me teach them a class. And that's what I did. And that's how MasterClass Nail Academy was born. So, so yeah, I mean, obviously you've been around the block in the nail industry. You've been on all sides of it. And again, you're in New York fashion capital of the world. So you've, you, not only are you aware of what's going on in the nail industry, but you're also, I'm sure you have contacts and everything. So, I mean, yeah, like March came, Yes. <laughs> March, 2020 happened. Um, what can you tell us about how the nail industry changed for you and, you know, kind of what's, what do you think is going, what do you think happened and what do you think is going on right now? Oh, Oh my gosh. I feel like there's so much to talk about around this topic. And, you know, and just to preface, I am not in a salon anymore. So I can't, I'm, I don't want to talk about incorrectly what it's like to be in a 
traditional salon at the moment. Um, I work mostly on set and I have private clients. And those private clients are, you know, celebrities and things like that. So for me, it's changed so much because not only are we not allowed to gather in large ga- in large groups to be on set for a while, and it's still happening, the manicures is one of the first to be cut because the creative thinks, oh, the model can just go get her nails done ahead of time, or we won't shoot the nails, or the makeup artist can polish them. All of those things are not ideal for different reasons other than it's our job. (laughs) But so it's been really tough for manicurists on set. And of course, all of my celebrity clients are in LA because why wouldn't you go to LA if you are bi-coastal? So it's been a totally a totally different change for those of us that are freelancers and do session work. Um, as you know, salons were closed from March uh, 16th up until in New York, um, July 6th. So that was a really long time for salons to be losing money. And rent is so expensive. Crazy. Crazy. I don't even know how... Ugh. I know in my head that they're different, but I always mix up paint bucket and, and paint box. I think it's paint bucket is the other one. And I, I think they offered like nail wraps or something this spring, which I thought was a really interesting way to, you know, keep the revenue stream going when people weren't going to the, or when they couldn't do nails yeah, <laughs> and perhaps when people were, you know, not coming in. What do you think about the people going into salons in New York? Cause like, I know where, so I'm in, in Western Maryland right now. And you know, every time I've gone into the salon since things were open, it's pa- as packed as it could be, you know, like, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, like literally you can't be shoulder to shoulder anymore, but like, it's, it's, um, it's busy. So I'm very curious, yeah. like what's, what's New York like? So to rewind a little bit, so paint box is the original um, and they have polish. So that has the polish. Right, um, I forgot about the polish. Yep. Yeah, it's called power couples, which is like two shades that are boxed together that are, that work really well together. So, but, but like you said, like any salon or any brand that has come out with e-commerce has has really I really like how they have shifted to to find out what the need is for people and I think that that's really helped keep a lot of brands afloat which is nice to see and I'm really excited to see what other brands are going to come up with yeah what else did you ask me about I forgot now (laughs) (laughs) I um I was in New York but there was something else in, in New York, do you think that like, like when you, I know you don't work in a salon, but like when you pass by salons or if you have friends that work in salons, are they getting, are, are people still going? I mean, like, I know people are going to salons, but like, is it, again, like my experience with salons out in rural Western Maryland is that people, like people want to get their nails done and people are getting their nails done. And I went and got yes. my hair done a few, a few weeks ago. And again, in the, in the summer, and it was like, crazy how packed it was. I mean, again, keeping in mind for as packed as it could be for COVID. (laughs) Right. Safely packed. Thank you. Safely packed. Um, Right. Yes, absolutely. It's, 
And every single, because I posted something on my story in regards to this a few days ago and every single, and I didn't ask people for their opinions. They just told me I've been going, it was the first thing I wanted to do. I couldn't wait to get in. I'm still going regularly. Um, it's so good for my mental health. Like it's, it's, it's overwhelmingly pointing to yes. And salons are busy. Cause every time I walk by, I, I peek in and I see that they're doing, that they're busy and they're doing business. And it's so nice to see. And what I tell people also is like, there is going to be no slip ups when it comes to sanitation right now. If you think that a salon, so right? Like there is no way a salon, because everyone's aware of the proper disinfectant that should be happening in salons. So there's no way that anyone's going to do anything less than the maximum. So I think now is the best time to go. <laughs> I mean, that that's a good way to put it. I mean, and, and also with like all of the with all the, I mean, I don't know how, how the salons are set up in New York, but in my salon I go to, there's so much plexiglass, they take your temperature. Like I feel safer getting my nails done than I do grocery shopping. Yes, I know. But with that in mind too, I'm very curious, have you heard of like mobile, mobile techs having a, a bump in their business or like are people kind of experimenting with, with having techs come out to their houses when they didn't? Cause that, that, again, that in this area, that wouldn't be applicable, but I knew, I know like in the DC area where I used to live, there, there were a few companies that were trying to get in that space and kind of create that space like a year ago. And I, I actually don't know how they're doing now or if they're still, if they made it to COVID <laughs> at all, but um, I'd be yeah. curious to know, like, if if that's um, what was the one in in New York is or everywhere is it Glam Squad or something? Uh, Glam Squad. Yep. Okay, so yeah, I wonder, like, I, yeah, I don't, I, I'm curious about that. So when I tell you that during the not, I won't say the height of the pandemic, it was May and early June. I cannot tell you how many DMs I got from strangers wanting me to come to their house. That's, that's interesting. Also a little creepy. Like if you're not used yeah. to that. <laughs> I mean, cause you know, obviously like if you're like, that's a very personal uh, service, you know, like come to my house. You don't, I mean, you know, I know that um, I was chatting with a, a mo I think she was a mobile manicurist out of DC a few days ago. And she said something like in her bio, like I only take clients through referrals. Like I will do, don't mm -hmm. even bother. And I guess, I mean, it makes sense. You have to stay safe if you are, I mean, you have to, your physical safety, <laughs> well-being too. Yeah. You know, and I've, I thought about that too. And of course it was during the pandemic and I refused everyone, even a bride. And I said, I'm so sorry. Like I understand, but I just can't risk my license. But that's the thing also, it's like, are these nail technicians and just mobile hair, anyone, are they doing any research to make, like, if you work for Glam Squad, you're covered. But if we work right. for ourselves and I go to someone's house that sent me a message on Instagram, how do I know that something's not going to happen? 
Sure. So that's like a whole different conversation. I feel like I should write a blog post about <laughs> do like about how to stay safe. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, it's true. I mean, for for hair services, I'm thinking about like my my mom had like her neighbor come over and do her hair a few times, and like if she were in a more urban area, like what what kind of resource would you be looking into? If you my my mom has an autoimmune disease, so like she doesn't want to go to a salon. She can't, but she, she doesn't like her gray hair. Right. So, and I guess this is sort of like going back to one of the, one of the themes the New York times article was mentioning, but like, you know, for some women, it's not just doing your hair and getting your nails done. It's not just like a, like a thing that like a societal pressure, it's like a thing that you do for yourself to feel good about going about your day. So you, you want to have options for doing that in a safe way. And it's interesting because like not doing it isn't an option. If You know what I mean? Right. Right. So yeah, like even with, you know, with nails, my favorite thing that I could always get behind is that to me, nails is you don't do it for someone else. You do it for yourself. And it's like a form of self-expression. And someone said this to me, and this was like at the very beginning of my nail journey, your nails are the only makeup cosmetic product, service, process, whatever you want to call it, that you are constantly looking at because Mm -hmm. they're on your hands. Yep. You know, when you put on lipstick, you only see what lipstick you're wearing in like your reflection. You don't know, you know, you're walking down the street, you don't know what your lipstick looks like, but like your nails, you're constantly looking at your nails. And one thing that I've noticed throughout COVID is that people people want to look down at their hands and they want to just like look around the room they're in or whatever and see something that makes them happy. Yep. And nails are a really easy way to do that. I mean, you pop on a cute color and in my case, I just launched nail stickers, which just was perfect yeah. really, with COVID. Like, I mean, like I was, I wanted to do that actually in the spring and it kept getting delayed because of COVID, which worked out because they ended up turning out really well. But like, I mean, things like that, where people are just like, they just want to be happy. And they just, you know, if, if, if that, if, if, ha- if bright, happy nails make you happy, then you're going to keep making your nails bright and happy. You're not going to stop. And you're going to go out of your way to try to figure it out. Yes. And, um, you know, it's interesting in, um, when the salons were closed in April and I guess a little bit going into May, I don't even what is time? I know it's like know the, the, the year of the decade, I guess. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. I mean, it feels like so much time, but also no time. Um, but I, when, when the salons were closed, I was like, oh my God, I have to get a gel lamp. Cause I, I actually get IBD, uh, clear fill-ins and I just constantly do fill-ins mm. and I paint nail polish over that. And I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. I could not find a gel lamp for sale. I know. Anywhere. And you couldn't, you couldn't do it. Yep. And acetone was sold out. Totally sold out. I um, forgot about that. That was so aggravating because yeah. <laughs> you had to get the stuff that didn't work for natural nails. And it's like, no, this doesn't work. No. <laughs> <laughs> At least for me and what I need it for. But um, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. I felt like, like, and, and personally through my business, I had a huge bump in sales this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, the, my experience is not that people aren't doing their nails. It's quite the opposite, actually. Right, right. And do you remember in 2008 when um, the market, well, is it the market crash? I don't know, the 
financial the thing yeah. happened. Yeah, the, the bad thing. Yeah, the bad thing. You know the thing. <laughs> um, financial crisis. Nail yeah. polish. Nail polish replaced lipstick as the number one beauty product. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that it's that way again, or it's definitely going that way. Well, how could it not? I mean, it couldn't, I, I know it used to, or it was called the lipstick index, but like, who's buying lipstick right now? <laughs> like, I haven't, exactly. worn, I haven't worn lipstick in nine months. Well, how many months? Nine months. Does that sound right? I don't even know. Right. I know. However many. <laughs> and I have so many lipsticks. I'm like, these are gonna, I should donate them or something but, because I mean, we're, yeah, even then, like, what are you, <laughs> they can't wear them. I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, what do you, you just put them in a drawer. It's like, it's like when the seasons change and you put your sweaters in the closet for next, next season or whatever. I feel like that's with like a lot of my yeah. lipsticks, the lip glosses, like actually, to be honest, like I don't even wear foundation anymore because it's miserable to take your mask off and there's like yellow all over it. Yeah. And it's bad to be under the mask with foundation on. So I do like under, I do a little under eye and then tap a little, um, tinted moisturizer on my forehead and that's it. Mascara. Yep. That's literally, that's literally what I do. And I still have the, the, I I know there's a cute word for it, but like the acne on your chin, my friend, mask me. That's what my friend called it. (laughs) It's like, why is this still happening? But yeah, it's those masks and, you know, I'm not hating on the masks. I love wearing my mask for what it's supposed to do, but like it is masks and makeup don't jive at all. No, they're not BFFs at all. No, but you can still have banging nails and wear a mask without a problem. Yes, that is true. It's almost like an even more important form of expression and fashion since, you know, your face is covered. Yep, absolutely. um, But yeah, so I guess like to wrap this up, what do you think the future of, I mean, what, what are you expecting to happen in the next few months with the industry? Like, do you think people are... I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> what what is going to happen? <laughs> I think that a lot of, there's going to be a nudge towards a lot of DIY. And I don't mean like everyone doing everything DIY at home because we do love, and there's so much proof of this, that we do love going to the salon and seeing our technicians and having that relationship building and catching up on the last nine months. Um, But I think what we're going to see is a lot of new products from those companies that will kind of, it's it's like a new category. We're going to see a lot of. I I understand what you're saying. Like something that's sort of bridging, bridging the gap, but not quite using a nail drill at home <laughs> right or e-file we like to say e-file okay okay um <laughs> no that's okay that's and that's important too is like the education and about you know that gel does not cause damage to the nail it's it's actually improper application and removal so I think that as people are doing have done their own nails they're learning as well Um, so we're going to see a lot more education, which is great. And then, um, like I said, a lot of companies are creating, you know, products to have at home and 
shameless plug, like my nail art book. Um, I that need I've to get created. that. <laughs> I will send you one. We'll chat. I'll send you one. Well, on that note, I mean, so kind of like going back to the beginning of the year, I feel like with nail art, retail was starting to catch on that nail art was not something that you just asked for at certain salons. Nail art was something that was becoming more mainstream. And um, you, you couldn't walk into like a drugstore and get like rhinestones to put on your nails or like nail art. Uh, they didn't, they, they still don't have nail wraps, at least at my local like CVS, but like now at Ulta, uh, shout out to, to Nina over at Nina Nailed It with her Go Scratch It kits, which are really awesome. Yes. And, Ulta, and like they're starting to expand their categories. And I'm wondering like if you have any hot takes on, you know, where you think like retail is going to go in terms of, you know, you talked about education and kind of like bridging the gap between the salon and the DIY, but like, what do you think about nail art, at home nail art solutions? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to see these products in the Ulta's and, you know, the Walgreens and things like that, because for so long we had to go to the nail supply store. Like if I was on set Mm -hmm. and I didn't have what I need, I could not go to the drugstore. I would be so out of luck. Do you think that retail is going to continue to go kind of slowly in the direction of offering nail, let's call it nail expression? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like opportunities. that. Yeah. It, or like, do you think that it's going to be like a full steam ahead and you're going to be able to walk into an Ulta and it's going to be like an art store almost where it's like, okay, there's the glitter, there's the rhinestones, there's the striper brushes. Like I still actually, it's kind of interesting. I don't think I've, have I ever seen like any type of like cuticle cleanup brushes or anything at like an Ulta? Obviously Sephora hates nails. Sephora, what are you doing? Oh, I know. <laughs> What's up, Sephora? Call us. I know, right? <laughs> but I know. Um, yeah, like, I, I think like that's the, because that's the part of the industry on the retail side that I'm always paying attention to. Obviously, I have uh, a reason to pay attention to that. But it's interesting because it's like, if you look at Instagram and then you go to the store, there's, and there's, it doesn't match up with the, the supply and the demand isn't there. <laughs> like it's not an alignment. Yeah, yet. it's a disconnect. Totally, totally. So, I mean, do you, do you have any hot takes on, I guess, like anything with nails and retail? And do you think that I'm going to be able to walk into a, to a Walgreens in a few months and be able to get an e-file? There you go. See, I'm learning. <laughs> Yay. See, you love it. <laughs> to answer your question. Yes. I think that there's going to be more and more nail pro- nail expression products and nail art tools and brushes and e-files because now people have, they're still going to go to the salon. Trust me on that. And I've seen the evidence of that over and over and over again in my DMs. But um, people have already had the taste of what it's like to do your nails at home. And it's fun. It's like, they're, they're never going to look the same as when you go to a professional, but when you're sitting at home at midnight watching crime TV, AKA <laughs> me every night, I'm doing my nails because I have ADD and I need to be doing three things at once. I think people want to buy the stuff because it's fun. It's fun to look at. It's crystals, it's paint, it's an e-file. And you're like, I wonder what that is. So I think that, yes, it's only going to go up and up and up. Awesome. Well, that is 
a very interesting and thought-provoking and exciting note to end on. Thank you so much, Julie. It was so fun to talk to you, and we will absolutely have to reconnect in the near future about doing another episode about literally anything relating to nails. (laughs) I would absolutely welcome and love that. Awesome. Thank you, Julie. Bye. Thank you.